Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests, join us on the Goodyear Hotline. J. Will, Alan Hunt, Bart Scott, and yes, the band is back together. Almost. It's incredible to think about that. So, and Donovan Sue resigns yesterday. Donovan extended. Ooh. The Bucks. Hey, who who yeah. signed back yesterday? Sue. What was it? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all be on me like that. Hey, that's gonna be better, on me like that. That's a better move. Just say the you last know, name. Second reference, you always just go last name. That's and what I'm talking It's like I always mess up Doncic, right? I'm like, it's not yeah. Doncic. What is it actually? Because I'm Doncic. Doncic. You got to ask origin a word, Don-sich. and that would let you know how okay. to say it. That's why I just say Luca. Luca. Luca is easy. That's we always go. Like Giannis. You know what that is. Like Giannis. Sue. It's, you know so, it's, so ama- <laughs> it's so amazing <laughs> that when you ask Bart to say Giannis' last name, it's like yeah, how do you say perfect. Giannis's he does it perfectly. And it's just, you go, 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 nah, stop. No, <laughs> see, now you're just being extra. <laughs> I'd be an extra. <laughs> the Bucks have returned 21 or even 22 starters from their Super Bowl team. Think about that. Elias tells us that that's the record for most Super Bowl starters returned by defending champs in the salary cap era. That's since 1994. That's 21. So 22 would be amazing. And that was by the 2011 Packers. They went 15-1, and one, but lost in the divisional round, right? So just think about it. They could return pretty much the entire team. The only one missing right now, right, is Leonard Fournette. Yeah, he's okay? expendable. Mm-hmm. So you'd think, like, they, they've got to be You think the favorite. Fournette's just expendable? I mean, even with the way he finished the season? I mean, they can could, they could just simply draft Najee Harris from Alabama and have their future guy behind Ronald Jones, you know, and replace Shady McCoy. The running back position is one of the easiest to replace. I hear you. I just we, – we always get into a debate about the running back position, and I, I, I'm with you. I don't think you need a star-star running back. Yeah. I've seen a lot of serviceable run, running backs win championships. Just with the way that Leonard Fournette had finished the season, though, mm-hmm. yeah. like that was, that was a strong what would it point say? of their offense. Would it so. say that it's more about the, running, is it about the position or is it about the guy? Like maybe it's like you know what he was exactly it's a, it's, somebody else. It's the style. It's the style. He was right. a physical shoulder square to the line of scrimmage. You know, Shady McCoy was supposed to be. He didn't do much. He was supposed to be that elusive guy, the third down back. They later in the in the season tried to make Fournette the third down back, and Brady threw a lot of passes to him that he dropped mm-hmm. because he's not a natural pass catcher. You can replace that and get it cheaper and get a guy that you can fill in. Like Najee Harris, you know, when you're the champions and you bring so many people back, you can get luxury pieces. You go for the best player available. Imagine that they get a guy like ETN who drops mm-hmm. down to, mm-hmm. to that level or drops down to the third spot, then you can become much better, and he gives you a little bit more versatility. Skill set where you catch, don't know right. when Fournette comes in, it's a run. When you know the other back comes in, it's a pass, and you know in between like that. Plus, that story I saw over the weekend about Najee Harris about driving all the way to his Alabama that? pro day. I mean, that's yeah. that's tenacity, Flight was canceled. Right? Yeah. Flight was canceled. Just drove. Got in the car. Nine like, hours. Screw it. I'll and he drive. wasn't working out. He was there to support his guys. I respect that, man. Yeah, yeah. I I'm love sure, that I'm, stuff I'm, like that. Yeah, I'm sure he tweeted that story out real quick. He called it, like the Kardashians. <laughs> I'm going to be here at seven forty. Five. It's always negative. You with gotta you. self promote sometimes. Listen, so my name can know is what's Buck, going on. In honor of Dave Chappelle, my name is Buck Nasty. All I do is hate. <laughs> hate my gums because they black. Jeez. <laughs> Just saying. Habitual line stepper. Let's just reel it back in. How now, are you not, like, how are you never like you you have the sports writer mentality though that there's this cynic in you always. Like every good story has like a yeah, but what's in it for you? It's such way, a great story I shouldn't know about it. Can I can I tell the viewer <laughs> something? I just want everybody to know. I, I've been with Bart for the last couple of weeks now. 
and it's been consistent, right? So, you know, the more time you spend with people, yeah. you start seeing little things. He does put his pinky up. Yes, he does. Every time he grabs his cup. Mm-hmm. Every time the pinky just naturally well, goes up. Well, he does up. that, I'm just saying. Because we, the we, pinky up. when I was poor, I used to pretend like I was rich. And you, hey, would you would you like some Grey Poupon? <laughs> and you put the pinky up. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just projecting, man. Why is Grey Poupon, Poupon associated what, with rich? Yeah, what is that? Why does it associate with the drink? <laughs> come on, man. Because you know what I'm saying? It's just a bourgeois attitude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like, come on, man. You know you get some Grey like, Poupon. I'm like, you drinking mustard? What's Grey, going on? Grey Poupon, Grey, Grey Poupon kick a little different. You know what I mean? It ain't like that yellow Grey mustard. Grey Poupon or Grey Poupon? I, I'm so confused. Hey, cool. Come on, Adam. Well, how about... Well, you better Sue. keep it to yourself. Like, stop. Stop this in. Don't make me say it again. I'm like, we're going, we're going last Poupon. name on second reference. But still, if, if the Bucks bring back the whole squad... Could they do again? What the last Tom Brady was also on the last team to repeat. Yeah. Could they be what? The, could they do what the Patriots did and repeat? Would they be a favorite? William Hill Caesar Sportsbook doesn't have them as the favorite, but right there, the Chiefs right now are the favorite in the NFL futures to win the and Super Bowl be. at plus five hundred. The Bucks right behind them at plus eight hundred. Packers, by the way, Bills, Rams, the Niners. Just so you guys know the top, mm-hmm. uh, the top six. So, would the Bucks, in your mind, with returning all these players? And I know they don't want to use this phrase, but can they run it back? Uh, it'll be close, but I, I don't think so. I think they're too fat right now. Listen, I'm the one who picked them to win when nobody picked them to win. I said exactly how they were going to win. But if that was on a normal playing field, meaning that if the Kansas City Chiefs would have had both of their tackles, I think that the Kansas City Chiefs would have ran away with it. What does it mean they're too fat right now? Everybody full. Hard right? to eat Everybody full. full. Yeah. So usually when you think about when the Patriots won, you know, it was it was a, a usually a thirty percent turnover in the roster. And what happens when you have thirty percent turnover in the roster is you get guys that watch you have your ring ceremony, hear about you guys, see you wear your rings, go through all the pageantry of that. They realize that they weren't there and they didn't get one. So they like, man, I gotta get one for myself. So they give you that edge. But when you're fat, like everybody's fat, then it's nobody coming there that's hungry to try and get a, a championship. But, so listen, they, listen. You're gonna have guys that are role players that's gonna start getting autograph signings. That's gonna start doing local commercials. That's gonna be you know doing certain things, and they're not. They're gonna be so full that they're not gonna have that hunger, right? But Bar, isn't that isn't that obvious to think though? Like, don't we always do that with with teams that win championships? Like, oh, everybody's that's too why fat. That's so hard to replace. But, but, but we're not talking. We're talking about Bucks- a team that's led by a guy who's won multiple championships. Okay, and all I'm difference. saying, if you're being led from the top down, yep. and everybody that we brought on this show, when mm-hmm. they talk about Tom Brady, Correct. talks about you know the things that he says in the locker room, the things that they see him do on the field, Correct. how he's always there early and stays late. If that's the, if that's the way your leadership Correct. is done, then that's a different kind of energy that's forcing right. you not to be fat. So when, when he did that in New England, when did it work out? Right, It worked out once. Right? So who's to say that it's not Tom Brady that I'm worried about and concerned about? Right, because you, you see it's the other guys that have to be self motivated. It's the other yeah. guys that are yeah. self motivated, where you know you you allow little certain things to slip because you start feeling yourself, right? So, and I, and I think on the flip side, you got a team that's hungry out there, like Kansas City, that feel like they let one get away in their window. But for me, the dark horse is the Rams because I tell you, like you know, like I said yesterday, Matthew Stafford right, is motivated to prove that he's not a bum, right? He has a certain narrative over over his um, name, much like James Harden, right? Like, he, he's a good player. He puts up a bunch of numbers, but you can't win a championship with him. You know, I think Matthew Stafford is out there to prove that, yes, I can, and watch me show you. So you have to watch out for those type of teams because they play and they move with a different type of energy, right? Yeah, their defense we, we, is off we, the we, charts. We've been, we've been talking about the tournament all week. 
Talking about guys that feel disrespected. But the thing is, they don't have the talent to compete once they go against Gonzaga. But when you think about teams like the Rams, they have the personnel to match up. It's just about the attitude and the want to and doing the little things to be go from good to great. All right, before we, we – we, What? Let me, let me what reset. was that? Yeah. Do you want some coffee? I am, um, yes. <laughs> Stay you up, have man. been working late night, early mornings, and in between, yeah. by the way. It's I'm like, giving you it's props It's like, you know that. what happens when yeah. thoughts come to your mind and the words just, <laughs> just don't, don't come, come out? out. Like, yes. that's where I'm at right yeah. now. Stay Keyshawn, up, J. Kane. Will, Zubin, Alan Hahn, for now. Bart Scott, <laughs> J. Will. Let's see who comes in. I have to go to the bullpen. We're coming to you live from Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Uh, what I was trying to say is before we go, though, I wanted to get to this one call, 888-ESPN, because we've got a controversy in our NBA conversation in one of our nicknames. We go to Evan Uh-oh. in Colorado, who's very upset. Evan. What's going on, Evan? Come on, you got to be ready when your name is going, Evan. What's How you doing, bro? You sound angry, Evan. What's going on? Talk to me. Uh, hey. I just need some Jokic. Comes with the name. What's up? What's up with Jokic, baby? What's up with Jokic, yeah. It's your time to shine. Talk to us. Absolutely. Right. What do you got to say? Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> Jay, Jay Will, first yes. off, Bart Scott, can't wait. Appreciate that. We're all about it. Um, Jokic deserves the MVP talk because he's all that we got. And uh, second. You got murdered. I, mean, I got. I got to be honest. You were, do, you were dogging. You were dogging on Jokic, saying he's not the MVP runner. He's got to be. Evan, I got to be honest. I'm really disappointed. Damn it! Yeah. If you're gonna call into the show, if you want to argue about the Eggman, the nickname, if you don't like the nickname, I have another Evan for you, who's our producer, who is going to argue with you about it. Or explain. But it. you got to come in with some energy in the morning because yeah. I need that. Evan, get him, Evan. Evan our on producer. Evan. Get him, oh. R. Evan. Well, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna get him for showing up like that and not having any energy. But wet but blanket. His, his name is is Jokic, not Jokic. <laughs> so I get confused when people call him Joker and. I'm I'm like, wait, is it Nikola Jokic or Jokic? Yeah. And See, when I finally learned it was Jokic, I said he's the Eggman because Yoke. Yeah. It's not joke, it's Yoke. See, Evan's been saying this in my yeah. ear every day yeah. for the past like seven, eight months. See, that, and now I just, it naturally happens. I'm like, yeah, the Eggman. Yeah. And then Alan naturally goes, well, is he built like an egg? That's and I'm what like, I oh, thought. He's built like Humpty Dumpty. When he said is. Eggman, I'm going, oh, you're making fun of his dad yeah. bod. Is that what we're doing here? But it was nothing wrong with the dad bod. No, you know, I'm, I can relate very no, much to that. You're still in great shape. Yeah, man. we're, we're, we're no, well, I'm not like you. No, no. My shoulders don't touch my ears, but I'm getting close. You guys, including me in this conversation. Okay, let's just turn a different direction very quickly. But I kind of like the Eggman. I kind of like it. Yeah, me but too. I, I think I think Evan in Colorado was more upset with that we weren't counting him as an MVP or saying yeah. he deserved it because you know Denver is a team that is right there in the top five in the in the West. You can make an argument, but they have these losses that are just well, last night was times. a prime yeah, example. Just, these games don't, I'm just don't like, make sense. Yeah. come and his numbers are. I mean, he's almost no, he's 50, great. 40, 90, right? Yeah. Well, he's with 20, 10, almost 5, five shooting double. 40% it's ridiculous. From three, that's Larry Bird. Yeah. But you just have to like I, I, get your team into the top three of the West. Like I, I want to, I want to reward winning. Right. right. That's, that's how I'm built. Understood. Let's reward more NBA talk, which we know our Evan, the producer, yeah, absolutely yeah. loves. We do yeah. too. Let's much more on MVP conversations on trade deadline. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, 
Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. And that coming up next. Yeah, yeah what a good song I, I feel you, big perk. Yeah, we got one of those here. You know what I'm saying? This ain't no spelling B. I need origin of word, right? Jokic. Who, who has a silent J? That ain't American. Illinois. You got America. A, hey, America. Listen, wait, wait, Illinois wait, wait. got an S on it. When is, when is it an Illinois? It's not American, though, Bart. Exactly. Of course that's it's not, not American. Said, that's why you're supposed to ask for origin of words. They got stuff he, on top of their consonants, like little like squigglies that tell you that you listen, pronounce it differently. We try to Illinois. learn. We, we said, try, why is Illinois yeah. Illinois? Illinois. It got, it got an S on it. When does the S become silent? Oh, I my feel goodness. You, baby. Perk, big, big Perk, big, I feel you, baby. Kendrick Perkins joins us right now on the Goodyear Hotline. Brought to you by Goodyear. Got, Celebrating March deal days with long service and savings. Visit GoodyearAutoService.com for <laughs> offers. Perk, how you doing, man? I know you and Bart can, re- you, you and Bart can relate. You both like see each other, pronounce words, and just say the same damn thing. It is kind of funny. But I also messed up a name earlier on, so I just go with last name when I don't know how to say the first Sue. name. Or whichever like name that. is easier. Hey, listen, sometimes it's hard, man. I mean, you know, a lot of us weren't fortunate to go to college, and I didn't really go to class when I was in high school, okay? So, look, we're talking basketball, all right? I be trying to <laughs> study names at night, but I don't have time for that, right? I know the simple names. I know how to say Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I know how to say those names. I know how to say LeBron James. Yeah. That's cool. James That's all you need to know how to say, Perk. That's yeah. all you need to know how to say. <laughs> I, went to, I went to 13th grade, too. I really wouldn't call 13th. it so noise. Is that 13th it's with an F or a TH? <laughs> oh, man. See, they're they both the same, though, to me. Yeah, they both the same. Though. Perk, speaking of a name that Everybody we all know how to say. Everybody a silver spoon in their mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Draymond Green, Perk. I, I know Ooh. Draymond Green, superpower is to believe in himself way more than anybody else can. <laughs> but what are your thoughts about him saying that he's the best defensive player to ever play the damn game? Well, first of all, I think he had his damn mind, okay? But I'm not taking anything from Draymond. He, he he is a hell of a defender, defensive player of the year. But this is the one concern that I have, one problem that I have is that, Jay, people, used to, people tell you and used to tell you that you're arguably – the greatest guard to ever play the game the game of basketball for us in college, right? You let people say that. You have never came out publicly and stroked your own ego or, or tooted your own horn. For Draymond to come out publicly without anybody else stamping that, that's the crazy thing about it. And then it's so disrespectful to guys like Dennis Rodman, Ben Wallace, Kevin Garnett, Akeem Olajuwon, Tim Duncan, like – 
those guys were elite defenders. Ron Artest. I mean, the list goes on. Michael Jordan, right? I mean, Scottie Pippen. And so Draymond has to realize that, you know, he we all value that he's undersized. He's a guy, an undersized center, undersized power forward. He kind of, you know, changed the game for us, him being able to anchor a defense at the five position, being able to switch one through five. But you have to put some respect on your elder's name, man. God damn. I'll tell you what, Perk, it's like when you say, if, if I have to tell you I'm a king, then I'm not a king, right, Jay? Right. So, Perk, Perk <laughs> th- th- this, this puts you in a corner, though, a little bit, my brother. Because we both sit here and say all the time that we think LeBron James is the greatest player to ever play the game. Uh-oh. But LeBron did say on one of his features, I think that play right there made me the greatest of all time. So then how do you respond to what you just said about saying you're the greatest of all time, but yet LeBron said he was the greatest of all time? Well, LeBron, you got to understand, man. LeBron was sitting back at the time. He was in the barbershop. He was probably sipping on that 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 new uh, tequila. He got that Lobo. That Lobos. And you know, he probably yeah, he probably just you know wish he wouldn't have never said it. We, I mean, you know, he didn't really say it with like that umph to it. He was like, I think it puts me, you know, the greatest of all time, right? He didn't really say, I think that I I, I am the greatest of all time. So you know, he was kind of torn in between. But I get what you're saying, Jay, but I'm not about to go down that road with you today, okay? About the greatest of all time. I just want you to start habitual line stepping, Perk. I want to start leading you down that territory, brother. Hey, Big Perk, now speaking about greatness, is James Harden the MVP this year? Has he passed LeBron, passed and beat? Yes, he has. And, And look, listen, I get it, right? And when we look in the past, at the start of the season, I understand he came in the training camp looking like my twin brother. I get that. (laughs) But as of right now, what he's been doing for the Brooklyn Nets, this is some of the best basketball that I've seen James Harden play. Now, this is a guy over the last, what, five or six years has been in the MVP conversation or either won the MVP award. And right now, he's shooting a career high from the field averaging a career-high rebound and leading the league in assists. And he's getting the job done when Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving is not there. It, like, just think about this. They got blown out last night. The Jazz put the nets over their lap and, and gave them a good spanking last night. But if James Harden was playing, that loss wouldn't have been that bad, or they probably would have won the game. That's how key of a factor he is. And right now he is the front-runner for the MVP. KJZ, Alan Hahn, Bart Scott with Jay Will talking to Kendrick Perkins right now on the Goodyear Hotline. So trade deadline day is today, Perk, and I know the Celtics are still very near and dear to your heart. There is a rumor about Aaron Gordon possibly ending up in Boston. How does that fit for you? That doesn't help them. That doesn't help the Celtics, I don't understand that rumor, Perk. And watching them last night, I saw you tweet about Perk because I was watching the game too. I'm like, what What is going on? Boston? Y'all want to play? Well, I'll tell you what's not going on, and that's team chemistry. Like, Jay, they had a coming-to-Jesus meeting about a week ago, and they still haven't helped. But they need some type of life. They need some type of breath of fresh air. And I think Aaron Gordon could be that. You're looking at a guy that who is shooting a career high from the the three this year, 40%, a player that don't need the ball in his hands to be successful offensively, a slasher, could possibly, when they go small, could be a lob threat at the basket. 
and move to that five position. And when you look down the line, if the Celtics do make the playoffs, if, because the way that they're playing right now, I don't believe that they will. But if they do make the playoffs, here, here's a guy that is six eight, athletic enough to possibly match up and take off, take some of the pressure off of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum defensively, and could match up and guard a guy like Kevin Durant or Giannis. Now, I'm not saying he's going to stop them, but at least he could try to, you know, he could try to slow them down. So, and Boston probably wouldn't have to give that much up. Maybe you know, two two first round picks you know, and a young player. And then we have to realize that Aaron Gordon is still young. He's still young. So I think it would be a great move for the Celtics because they need something right now. And Aaron Gordon is the best thing for him. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Alan Hahn, Bart Scott in with me today. Kendrick Perkins on our guest hotline uh, by Goodyear, Goodyear hotline. Perk, I, I got to ask you, trade deadline ends today at 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, of the, one of the names that I, I love watching him play just because he brings a certain toughness to the table uh, for the Toronto Raptors, Kyle Lowry. If you were Kyle mm-hmm. Lowry, what would be the perfect f- scenario for you to go to leaving Toronto? Would you rather go to Miami or would you rather go to Philly or maybe another destination? Ooh, I would love to see him in Philly, but I think his best fit is the Miami Heat. I mean, if you look at the Miami Heat, um, Tyler Hero uh, hasn't lived up to expectations. I had him. I thought he possibly could have been an all-star this year. He went from a starter to being on the bench, and he hasn't been producing. Kendrick Nunn has been inconsistent. Kyle Larry going into that starting point guard role, being that floor general, and being and, and making the and actually helping the Miami Heat and that now they have a big three in my opinion with Kyle Bam and Jimmy Buckets and then he fits well with their culture and Eric Spoelstra and Pat Riley and Udonis Haslam. I think you know you add Kyle Lowry to the Miami Heat, you know they possibly hey could surprise some people and they would be a tough matchup you know, in that Eastern Conference and possibly could make it out of the East. That's Perk, how that means big of a you got to get rid of Tyler Hero, though, is. right? You got to get rid of Tyler Hero, though, right? The guy that who, who's I'm a bucket. Uh, that's his nickname. You know, I mean, he, he's that, not a bucket that, that much I, anymore, is he? He's not a bucket, Jay, but that's not what I'm hearing, though. I'm not Woj, but what, from what I'm hearing is the deal would have been done if, if if Miami is deciding maybe to part ways with Duncan Robinson. I mm. think that's the, the key in the trade is to wow. part ways with Duncan Robinson. Yeah, I don't know if they want to do something like that. Perk, we got to run. We'll leave it there. But it's always great to talk to you. Catch up soon. Thanks, Big Perk. I appreciate it, fellas. I, I have am a good out the bayou. <laughs> Eric B. Enemy. Yeah, right. That's Bart. That, that's that's Bart's kind of answer to the uh, out of the bayou is B. Enemy. Hey, or, man, put, put a colon or something in, in between it. That's, that's where you go. <laughs> oh, you're picky up. Yeah, it's always oh. up. Perfect. So there's Bart. There's so my his up. Are, so my fingers are crooked, And coming man. up, Bart's worst top five. Will we have a repeat <laughs> offender for the second straight day? Yesterday was complete mayhem. What's it going to be like today? We'll do that after SportsCenter. Sierra Johnson makes it really hard to score. Jordan Nixon. Time winding down. That's what it sounded like on ESPN2. Courtney Lyle with the call. NCAA Women's Tournament first week complete. Yesterday, three two-seeds advanced to the Sweet 16. 
but none as close as Texas A&M, who needed to overcome a nine-point fourth-quarter deficit just to force overtime, where they made the game-winning layup at the buzzer. Tournament resumes Saturday right here on the ESPN family of networks. To the NBA, the Raptors got a much-needed win, pummeling the Nuggets 135-111. The win snapped their nine-game losing streak, but of course now all eyes are on star guard Kyle Lowry. Today is his birthday, by the way. But he might have played his last game in Toronto. His name continues to surface with trade talks ahead of today's NBA trade deadline. More from Woj later in the hour. Longtime Colts wide receiver T.Y. Hilton returning to Indy on a one-year, $10 million deal. The four-time Pro Bowler caught 700 yards last year, which is more than any Eagles wide receiver over the last two years. Hilton provides a weapon for new quarterback Carson Wentz. Sports Center brought to you by Mako. Was 2020 full of dings, dents, and scratches? Yes, it was. Using your tax refund at Mako can help. Refresh your ride with your refund at Mako to undo a little bit of last year. Head to Mako.com to get a free online estimate today. Uh Uh-oh. Better get Mako. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Huh. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. <laughs> Alan Hahn, Bart Scott, J. Will, kicking with you this morning again. And it's list time for you, Bart Scott. Hammer time. Let's do it. I heard the list yesterday. Yeah. Impressive. Well, one you know. man twice. <laughs> yeah, man. It's impressive, man. Listen, one man twice. Maybe we, we, in this list, we can't have one man twice, but we can't have repeat cl- draft classes, Ooh. and we can't have repeat universities. All right. So this will be... Bart, Bart Scott's top five worst quarterbacks drafted in the top five. Take it away. Number five. Before we start this one, just understand that this ain't personal. This business. Oh, don't qualify it. So starting off, class of 99, come on down. You stink. <laughs> Achilles Smith. Man of Troy, he was not. This man only lasted four <laughs> seasons in the NFL. This guy has the second worst win-loss record of anyone in the top five. Man threw five picks and 13 interceptions. The good thing is we knew somebody was going to get a touchdown. We just didn't know if it was him or the opposing team. Achilles Smith, you're number five. Number four. Come on down, man. You the next contestant on The Price is Wrong. Listen. Everybody waited for the mistake by the lake to be back, right? We know about the Mayflower. Cleveland Browns are the Baltimore Ravens. So when they came back, they said, who we we want to build our franchise around? Number one, overall pick, first overall pick, class of 99. Here they go. Man, that was a bad year of wine. You know how you get some wine? (laughs) That was a really bad year of wine. Yeah, it was some bad wine right there going on. Tim Couch, first overall pick, lasted five seasons. 22 wins, 37 losses, 59% completion rate. Oh, well, he's almost 500 when it comes to touchdown to interception ratio. I tell you what, he should have saved his ass on the couch. He wasn't even the best player from the University of Kentucky. I was a Jerry LaFrenda fan, fan myself. Let's go to the next one. <laughs> Number three. Before it was Herbert and you were sucking for a duck, you were sucking for this duck. Joey Harrington out of Phrasing. Oregon. Phrasing. Another repeat university. 
The University of Oregon, man, they just put him up in college and tear the hearts off fans <laughs> in the pros. Joey Harrington, listen, I love this guy because I was able to get some sacks and keep my undrafted ass in the league for a little while thanks to his inability to find the rotation of the safety. Love you, but I got to do you. 26 wins, 50 losses. Probably got Matt Millen fired twice. All good, though. Joey Harrington, you're number three. Number two. Number two. <laughs> Sipping on some scissor. He's the reason why Mel Kuyper hates pro days. This dude sucked as well. Jamarcus, Jamarcus Russell. Sipping on lean. The dude was high in the game. I guess I would be high too if I had to live in Oakland. Not a great place <laughs> oh, to live. On, All man. good though. Come on. Oh, respect the Oakland. Where's a better place now that Silicon Valley <laughs> unhooked it up around the surrounding areas? But listen, we used to have a trick. And it, listen, the stories of his game prep is legendary. When I say legendary, legendary. We used to do this thing, right, where you say, who's watching film? I don't know. So let's give him a blank CD. Kids, what CDs are now is not what your parents use as cultures now. They actually used to either have film or they used to have music on it. And it was legendary, the fact that Jamarcus Russell would always get a blank CD, and it took him a whole damn season to realize that it was nothing on it because he never watched game film. 18 uh, touchdowns, 23 interceptions, only lasted three. You know how horrible you got to be to be the number one overall pick and only last three years in the league? Terrible. Well, I was the number two pick. I only lasted one year in the league. But you had an accident. <laughs> I was out of your control. Yeah, exactly. Listen. I can laugh yeah, at myself. Yeah, exactly. You had an accident. This man was an accident. <laughs> Jeez. And let's oh. go. Oh, man, I love this uh, list. Man. Number you one. About, you talking about right Michael Jordan. Who's the other breathe. guy? Michael Jordan. Who's the other guy? Sam Bowie. Sam Bowie. Well, this will be the Sam Bowie. They should have left his ass out in the ocean as well. What is it, the Atlantic Ocean out west or the Pacific? No, <laughs> Jesus. You know it's the Pacific out west. It's the Pacific. They should have left him in a buoy in the Pacific Ocean. I tell you what, this dude couldn't play dead in the country western. <laughs> Listen, I like how you die, boy. I tell you what, Ryan Leaf. Peyton Manning, Ryan Leaf, this was a debate at 6'5", 235 pounds, a.k.a. Shallow Hal, because he saw himself as a 10, but he was a zero. Ryan Leaf, four wins, 17 losses, four fewest passing yards by anybody in the top five ever, 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 ever. Ryan Leaf, you are the worst ever, and I'm done with my list. I holla. <laughs> I get, I get, I get. <laughs> they just told me to make a list like ten minutes ago. So. <laughs> they did. That's the best I can come up That's on short notice. Script. That's the best I'm, I can come up with on short I'm notice. Sweating, I can't. And I'm, I'm sweating at the same I'm time. I'm, I'm like I. I don't Shallow even know what to say. <laughs> that was free, everyone. Saying, anybody by on the that way. list, just know. Oh. Listen, I understand you might be upset if you see me in person, but I got hands. <laughs> don't, don't take it personal. This is called Ryan Leaf Shallow Hal because Howe. you think you're a 10, ten but you're not. <laughs> yeah, he saw himself totally differently than how he saw. Knock it off! You knock it off. The Jamarcus Russell story, though, is that they would give you right your folder and they'd put the yeah, game a film on a CD, on a, on a CD yeah. right, a DVD. Yeah. And you would take it back, and they would then ask you the next day, hey, did you watch film? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, they know you didn't breakdown, like, because there was nothing on it. You would have said, hey, mine doesn't have anything on it. He never did. Yeah. So they knew all the time he wasn't That's watching a film. That's story? Yeah. I didn't know we this. We used to do that all the time. He gave this man a blank CD, and he yeah. never once and, and responded. Everybody. They knew he never watched it because he never said anything. Right. He, he never said kidding. nothing. And also, what we used to do too, we used to put money in the back of the sleeve. Oh, that's And if that's nobody a, ever said, a, yo, I got a hundred dollars. Like, like, really? You don't, 
You didn't no watch it. No watching at all. Exactly. That's I love a, you, but a, I um, love you, but I got that the oil. Maybe that was maybe the funniest segment I think we've ever done on think the about, Think about this, this though: Jamarcus Russell signed a six-year, sixty-one million dollar deal. He got thirty-two of it guaranteed. Yeah, it's so, crazy. As you can say, how did that, that's out. why we put in the rookie scale. We was yeah. like, listen, man, there's no way that dudes like this should be coming in the league getting all this money because they ain't going to work for nothing. Oh, my uh, goodness. That's crazy. I can't, I can't put together. I mean, think about it. You're, the two of them on the list were drafted in the same draft, one and three. Yeah. Kelly Smith uh, and Tim Couch. And both of those teams was picking first both or third. Both Ohio teams. Next, next right, right, exactly. Both were in the top five again the following year. But just think, just think about that. As we have a quarterback draft where the mocks are saying four are going in the first. Like, that's the thing about this draft that I find funny. Everybody believes that four quarterbacks will go in the first four picks. The draft is in Cleveland. That's why mistake by the lake. That's yeah. going to be a phrase mm-hmm. oh, used. Yeah. They hate me in Cleveland one, too. You think all four are going to hit? No. No. What's yeah. the hit rate? What's the hit rate? What like would, you say? would you say two out of four? Would you think one out of four? Two out of four? You're going to go one out of four. I'll go one. Out if of I four. gave you an over under, define what hit means. Hit means what? Pro Bowl all or pro franchise bowl. Just quarterback? Like okay. a capable quarterback. Oh, no, you don't no. Have what, to be what's, a that line, what's that line of demarcation we said? Mm-hmm. That is the line that where, where, where Chris said yesterday, where where teams the guys going to be measured as being like below this line sucks, above this quarterback is, is good. Yeah, I don't remember what Who Chris is said. It's a Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Oh, right? the Derek Carr yeah. measure. That's right. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be good Derek enough, Carr better, but he's not a superstar, right? Derek Carr better. So all right, let's just say that out of these four, Derek Carr are better. Would you say two of them? Yeah. Two, maybe one. I mean, one. three of them, we don't know. We really don't know a lot about three of them. Yeah, 50% really would be don't. a great success rate. Right? Yep. And, so, and so think about it. You're drafting this high, and we just gave you examples of how this can fail miserably. And that's just five examples. There are more. That's what's scary about the draft, no doubt. However. No kids was hurt by during, during this segment. Too. No, but my eyes, I'm just, I'm I, dry, like, I couldn't breathe for a minute there, Bart. You've got to warn me ahead of time with some of that stuff. So, again, everybody, that was free. Shallow and it was also hell. unscripted. But that's what we love about Bart Scott, no doubt about it. So the latest on the NBA. <laughs> <Got a> pinky watch. <laughs> you yeah, have a pinky watch every you? time you drink your drink. <laughs> and got your nails did, so the nails are shiny. Yeah, I get the buff, though. I get you, the buff. Got, I, yeah. no, 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 no actual stuff on that. You know what I'm <laughs> the latest on the NBA trade deadline with Woj. That's coming up next. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. KJZ, ESPN Radio, Alan Hahn, Bart Scott, Jay Will. I think we recovered from that segment. As we dive deeper now into the NBA trade deadline, 3 o'clock today, Adrian Wojnarowski on top of it, as always, and he'll be all over the coverage. The Jump Trade Deadline special, that's at 2 o'clock. He also has special episodes of the Woj Pod and the Low Post Podcast, which are available now. He'll join Zach Lowe on his podcast, and then Zach will join Woj on his podcast. That's what we do here. We're a family. And Woj joins us right now on our show. So, Woj, let's just start right here with – 
what feels like, okay, we get that calm before the storm as we feel like some deals could be going down. Am I correct to say that Kyle Lowry might be the linchpin to kind of open up the rest of the action? Is everybody waiting for that first domino? You don't think it was the DeLon Wright, Corey Joseph trade late last <laughs> night? You don't think that opened the floodgate, floodgates, Allen? Release the hounds! I, I, yeah, yeah, I had to look, look it up. It's pretty anticlimactic uh, this morning when I saw that tweet. I was like, oh, this is what we came out of last night with? <laughs> Uh, no, I, I do. I do think absolutely. I think Kyle Lowry. I, I think that deal is is holding up the market as is Aaron Gordon in Orlando. And uh, I think you know both teams really. I think kind of hold the keys uh, to kind of uh, kind of having that domino effect. Um, you know, typically teams are going to wait around to see if they can be a part of the bigger stuff before they start moving on some of the other deals and uh, that's pretty typical of a trade deadline but I think especially this year you know the Raptors not only Kyle Lowry but Norm Powell who they continue to talk to teams and uh, and, and want to get uh, the best possible return on them and I think there's another thing in play here you know there are many more buyers than there are sellers at this trade deadline and so I think teams are uh, because of the play-in tournament uh, there's so many more teams uh, who all of a sudden are looking at getting to the ninth seed, getting to the 10th seed. So if you're hanging around 11, 12, 13, you go, we're not far off. We could still get into the postseason. And so I think that's limiting uh, the teams who are looking to, you know, get off of, uh, get off of some of their assets. And I think that's, that's kind of put a little bit of a, uh, a stranglehold on the market too. Hey, um, is, is it more people um – more teams looking for Norman Powell because the asking price is probably going to be lower than, than Lowry's. It, it, it's, does he have more teams available calling for him? No, it's a good question, and I think it's going to be interesting. I, I think the market is – I think it's more of a narrow market for uh, Kyle Lowry. I think because, listen, he's a player who can – you've seen him impact the playoffs. You've seen him impact uh, a championship team in – Toronto. And, and I think, you know, for some teams, you know, not everybody's going to be a place where they're going to be looking to re-sign uh, a 35-year-old point guard. He turns 35 today. Uh, but there are a number of teams, you know, who see him as being, you know, a missing piece for them. Uh, you know, Philadelphia, uh, uh, Miami, uh, s- certainly some teams in the West. The one thing, though, about Lowry you know he's going. He is working with Raptors management. He, his agent Mark Barlstein, um, about where he might want to play, and so they'll take the different trade offers they have to him, and, and ask him, "Would you like to finish the year there? Would you like to leave it all? Would you rather look at what we have right now, um, and say I'd rather just finish out with this team and go into free agency?" So that's still a conversation they're having today. I think there's a good chance he's going to be moved. Uh, same with Norm Powell. Um, but certainly uh, the Raptors want to get back, obviously, as much as they can for both. They're going to build around Ananobi, Van Vliet, and Siakam in Toronto, and then they're going to bring in here, whether it's another young player or two or some picks, and kind of transition this team uh, post-Lowry, post-Powell moving forward. KJZ presented by Progressive Insurance. It's Bart and Han, Alan Han, Bart Scott with Jay Will talking to Woj right now. Um, of of all the teams that, as you said, it seems like it's more of a buyer, more buyers than sellers, right? That, that's what you're saying, and it, and it certainly makes sense considering the play in. So, of the teams that are buyers, that are active buyers, who would you say is going to be, or at least you're hearing, might be the most aggressive? 
Well, you know, there's certainly teams. It's it's sometimes how you define uh, aggressive. I think there are a lot of teams who are trying to exhaust every avenue uh, to get better here. But I think you've got to look to at who's available in the market. And sometimes, listen, not wanting to overpay for what is out there. Aaron Gordon is a good player. He's a starting player in the NBA, not quite an all-star in the East. And I think teams like Denver, Boston, Minnesota, you know, those guys all really want to improve. They're all in different. Minnesota's a team trying to build its core around Carl Anthony Towns and now Anthony Edwards. And Denver's a team that's saying, hey, um, you know, listen, we, we, we've got to get better in the Western Conference with Utah, with the two L.A. teams. But if you're the Nuggets, you're asking, how much do we want to pay for Aaron Gordon? And I think you're seeing some restraint there. And then in Boston, you know, they can give away, they can trade the picks. Uh, and they have a trade exception to take in Gordon's salary. Um, can they offer Orlando enough with, with mostly really just draft collateral um, to get a deal done? Uh, and I think, you know, for Orlando, those, those are tough choices too today. Uh, remember, Gordon's got a couple years left on his deal. They don't have to trade him right now, um, but I think they've been motivated uh, to, to, to start, I think, reshaping that roster um, and, and, and kind of not rebuilding, but kind of reshaping it on the fly. Well, as we need a quick answer here, we had Kendrick Perkins on, and he said one of the things that was holding up potentially the rumor that he was hearing about Kyle Lowry to Miami was due to the fact that Toronto wanted Duncan Robinson. I was curious, what are you hearing about why that deal hasn't been done yet? I, I don't know that Duncan I, – I think for Miami, they've got a, a – a, Duncan Robinson is going to be a restricted free agent. He's going to be able to command – he could get a really big offer sheet in the marketplace – you can't pay everybody. I know they love Duncan Robinson, but they've got, um, you know, obviously Jimmy Butler on a max deal, Bam Adebayo. Uh, who's going to be their point guard moving forward? Is it Dragic? If you trade for Kyle Lowry and you're going to pay him, so you can't pay everybody. Uh, I think um, that's, cer- that's certainly going to be a name uh, that has been a name involved in those talks. Uh, the one name that I think's relatively off limits for Miami is Tyler Hero. Woj, great to talk to you as always. Busy day today for sure. We'll be watching. Good luck, Woj. Thanks, man. Stay hydrated. All right, thanks. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. For the race, still Howard Lowry to the race for MVP. That's next. KJZ, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.